Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Hello, everyone. Yeah, that's Matt and Emily. I, I know Emily's uh, name got spiked out there for a second, but uh, oh, <laughs> here we are. I, did, I don't know if it actually did. I, I did this little trail off at the end. Um. I, you know, this isn't, this isn't going to be a debate because this is not the episode that we, we fight with each other, but I'm going to say that I, you, you both trailed off and got cut off. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to another week of, week of our show, everyone out there. Matt, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many episodes we've done. I think we've done 149. I think this is our 149th. That is, that's correct. You'd be um, right about that. And it, I just, I don't know what this podcast is about. Oh, well, let me fill you in um, right. because you have you have one of those selective amnesia problems, I think. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, this is the podcast about tea well, and friendship. Oh my god. We do two things. We do two things on this podcast. We have tea and we have friends. <laughs> uh, sometimes Emily and I don't uh, have a third person. Um, this is not one of those weeks. We have a third person. But guess what? I'm not introducing them yet. <laughs> They're not. Re- I'm not ready for that. Um, but basically, we were going to drink tea with that. We're going to drink tea. Emily has tea. I have tea. Our friend has tea. Um, we're going to talk about that for a little bit. And then our friend has a topic that Emily and I have no fucking clue what it is. This tea rated E for explicit. Tea? Did I say tea? This podcast rated E for explicit. Um, <laughs> so Rated uh, T the- for tea and E rated- for explicit. Wow. There we go. Rated T for teen. Um, so our, the TBD part is, to, our, our topic is to be determined. Our guest is going to bring it to us. Uh, with no further ado, let me bring that guest on. He is, uh, wait, is he the person I've known the longest to have been on this podcast? Probably. He is, <laughs> he's my longtime friend, uh, comedian, Ryan Staples. Hi. Hello. Hi. We, we've known each other. Two, 20, 20 years. Twenty years. Wow. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was my sophomore year of high school. It has which been was, which was two thousand one. So twenty years ago, I was a junior in high school. Oh, that <laughs> works. Yikes. That's math. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um. Wow. Well, I went. Yeah. Well, I went into. Actually, well, right now because it's oh. January, right. I would still I would still be would a, uh, a sophomore, sophomore in, in high school. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Big old yikes, though. <laughs> um, um, tw- twenty years ago, I was eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would have been two thousand and one. Twenty years ago, this, this is always the same year. <laughs> um, <laughs> the year no, is the same I, for all of us. Um, twenty years ago, for me. And, <laughs> Um, no, I'm trying to remember what grade I was in, but what was what grade ever you're in when you're? What grade 11? were you in when 9/11 happened? Because that's how I remember I guess I, one. So the beginning of the year I would have been in fifth grade. The end of the year I would have been in sixth grade. There you go. There it is. Um, so you were in sixth grade on September 11th. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, now that makes more sense because now I'm thinking about when where I was. So there we go. I was in history. Uh, no, I was in. Um, I was in my programming class. <laughs> I, I was just telling this story the other day, actually, because 
um, I was at my grandparents' house and my grandfather was sifting through a box of, of old newspapers and he handed me the newspaper from the day that Kennedy was assassinated. And then I started talking with him and my aunts about like our generation's version of that was 9-11. I think everybody remembers where they were. Matt and I were in the same class. It was a computer class. Mm-hmm. And wow. there, was a kid, there was a kid in the class who, so this was at a time where like not every classroom in the building had like, easy access to the internet. Um, but we had banks of computers. So we'd all jump on and check our email or do whatever before class started. And there was this kid named Glenn in the class and the teacher walked in and he turns to the teacher, Mr. Q. And he goes, Hey, Mr. Q, I think something's going on down at the Pentagon. And he goes, shut up, Glenn. <laughs> and so, but it, like, it was early in the morning. It was the, the, the first plane had only hit. And, um, then like within minutes the history class next door uh the teacher came in and was like hey you should get all your kids in here to like watch this and then uh and then yeah we saw the second plane hit live and it was like terrifying yeah wasn't it um, wasn't the, also our teacher was like no thanks or something and then the teacher, no, yeah, the teacher yes, was still yes, like right. no really <laughs> yeah uh yeah because yeah. she didn't like elaborate she wasn't like oh hey like the biggest terrorist attack on, on american soil is happening right now you should probably get in here yeah. um she like tried to try to downplay it um and then immediately after that there was a bomb threat and uh we all had to leave the building uh, so yeah i remember that bomb threat i remember who did it <laughs> um classmate of mine i believe um wow. um I, yeah when so where i was on september 11th was i was in sixth grade as previously discussed and I definitely didn't understand what was happening because they didn't really talk to us about it. They only mentioned something. And I don't even know if they said it was happening in New York, just that buildings got hit. And I, in my head, pictured it happening in Columbus because I'm from Ohio. And my mom or dad, I can't remember. I think it might've been my dad picked me up from school that day. And then we went home and watched the news all night. I like, it's weird because um, things like that, like, I don't, I don't necessarily understand the enormity of it when it happens. Like, I don't even really know if I understood at that moment, like how big of a deal it was or like, not like that it took me days to realize, but it like maybe hours to like fully like absorb everything because I don't know, I'm not even like uh, the things that maybe happened in this country uh, a week ago or so um, by the time this episode comes out that uh, uh, like, I was like, this is bad. But then like, it kind of took me to watch the news for a little bit to realize like, really how bad it was like just the the announcement of the news doesn't hit me as big as like when you you watch the coverage for a little bit because that's what i'm trying to say sure that makes sense i mean i i think with anything until you're kind of presented all the facts then you can be like oh wow um yeah. maybe i'm a, just a good news digester <laughs> well then you're better than three quarters of america matthew uh i'd like to think that i'm better than more than three quarters of america <laughs> I like to think all three of us are better than three quarters. <laughs> three quarters is a, I, I'm, listen, certainly being better than three quarters, it makes us all above average, but I'd like to think that we are all above average. Well, three quarters is 75%, and that's a C on a test. And I feel like we're all above Cs. You yeah. think 65% of the country is failing at existing? <laughs> I'm just oh, saying, basing. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe. You serious? Of course, that is exactly what's happening. But now Emily is a teacher and I'm a little shocked that she thinks that's how grades work, that 
uh, a certain percentage High school doesn't of, do grades. A certain percentage of people need to be failing <laughs> in order for yeah. Um, everyone Your school can doesn't do passing. grades. Um, not they do like in high school, but not in um. I teach second grade, so we don't really give grades. We give like progress, okay. like reports. Sure. The parents yeah. know like where they're at, but we don't give like A's or B's or C's or okay. anything like that. What, how, so how is it like it's a series fail. of check marks or? Yeah, it's check marks. Okay. Pass fail. <laughs> Either you pass being a second grader or you don't. I took second grade pass fail. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, can I say one thing early I had in mind earlier when you said I had a selective amnesia? Um, yes. <laughs> one of my go-to teaching strategies is to pretend to the kids that I don't know how to do the math that I'm showing them. And then they get to yell at me when I do it wrong. And they're like, but you know how to do it. I'm like, I don't. And then they tell me what to do and they get really into it. So, so wait, let's back up. You played me like a second grader when you had me explain what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was like legit something I do with my second graders. I think oh. I even use my same, oh. I, I forget voice. Oh, I'm offended that I was invited to episode 149 and not 150. Cause that just, that just feels like it's a celebration I'm gonna be missing out on. Um, you know, it's funny because let's see, like 150, you, you could make 150 a celebration, right? And I guess we will, we'll have to make that happen. But then 156 is three years. So like, just like six episodes later is another anniversary. What is that math? Oh, like, 52 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, although actually technically we we're, we must be, wait, how is that working? We missed a couple episodes. We missed a couple weeks uh, in December. So I don't, I'm not sure how the math is working out right now. I think it's faulty at best. <sighs> Emily uh, should explain it. Yeah, Emily, can you tell me? <laughs> um, hey guys, um, I forget how math works. Could you just like explain it to me? Um, okay, so I do something there's wrong. 52 weeks in a year. Okay. And if you multiply that by three, that's 156, which is what Matthew got. But what we're really dealing with is a math problem with variance because we're talking about missed weeks. And really what I think you should go based off of Matthew is just nice round numbers because I'm on the spectrum and that's what I like, <laughs> so. Well, I think, um, I think if if, my if, volume on my TV isn't in multiples of uh, five or even numbers or zeros, uh, the world's going to end. Um, well, I uh, will say that 154 would be mathematically, because we've only missed two episodes ever. So uh, <laughs> I do know this, this is riveting to no one. Listen, this is the math portion of the podcast, which is a thing, <laughs> which is a catchphrase of mine that I haven't gotten to use in a long time. And I'm glad. I got to throw out my second, already my second catchphrase, I think. Uh, e um, for explicit being the other one. <laughs> you know what's riveting? Math talk. But do you know what else is riveting? Emily, <gasps> why don't you introduce us? <laughs> tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. Talk. Hey, very, don't steal my end line. It was very muted. That's why I wanted to get some voice. I had to get audio in there. Um, we're talking tea today, everyone. Woo! Mm. um we sh you know when we have three different teas we should really plan on who's gonna go first but let's go ryan you're gonna go first okay we i am each... sipping on a oh i'm sorry is there a lead-in or do you just want me to talk oh, tea I what tea just... are you drinking yeah i was gonna say we're all drinking different teas <laughs> in theory although well, we could surprise each other what tea are you mm, drinking i'm 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 sipping on a delightful lemon zinger Ooh. Ooh. uh is that uh, Lemon Zinger by the London Tea Company or different? 
Um, mm. I hold. Hold. We're holding. We, oh, on a, in a holding pattern. Um, we, um, I just watched I, Ryan run into his kitchen. <laughs> um, I, there's also a, a lemon ginger I think I have in my apartment right now, but it's not zinger. Oh, yeah. It's just ginger. Oh, it's a celestial seasonings. I'm it's stealing Ryan's, seasonings. I'm yeah. stealing Ryan's line. Wow. My, <laughs> I ran. I See, you stole Emily's line and my line. I'm, I'm here. I'm a thief. I'm, I've had so much, but it's, we're recording on the later side today, which means I've had a ton of tea today. So this is most caffeinated. <laughs> I'm normally, I'm normally not this caffeinated on the podcast. This is a caffeine free tea. So that's, wow. uh, I don't want to get all jacked up this late at night. I did. <laughs> Ryan, so this is celestial seasonings. What mm-hmm. are the, what, when you taste it, what are the flavors yes. you're getting? Um, well, let's see what they describe and I'll see if I agree. Oh. Okay. That's neat because Emily loves copy off of a box. I do so. love copy. <laughs> okay. And this classic brew, actually, <clears throat> I'll do a voiceover. <laughs> Blend Master's Notes. Lemon zinger. In this classic brew, we blend real lemons and lively lemongrass with hibiscus, the vibrant tropical flower that gives all zinger teas that signature tangy taste and ruby red color. It's a bright tea that's perfect in any weather. Charlie Baden, Celestial Seasonings Blend Master. Um, so, okay, lemongrass, lemons, hibiscus, tangy. It's definitely tangy. It's ruby red. Um, I like to smell it. Um, it's uh, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those, like, just, hmm. like it's, it's, it's caffeine free. So I'm not like super, like too much caffeine makes me jittery. So this is, um, it's, it's relaxing. I'm very relaxed. Very nice. um, is, is this a tea you have often? No. Um, I'm, if I'm going to have anything, I'm, I'm a coffee person and it's like only in the morning. I usually won't have it at night. Um, and if I'm going to have anything, it's usually when I'm sick and my wife makes me like either like a green tea or a black tea. Um, so I'm like not a huge tea drinker, but I saw this in the cabinet and it looked delightful. And I'm, I'm very proud of this choice. Um, so, uh, Ryan, is your wife uh, a tea drinker herself? She is a tea drinker. Why have her and I never talked about this before? Because <laughs> um, you're a bad friend. I don't know. Ask her. Wow. Questions. I'm the one. I'm the one who has a tea podcast. <laughs> People uh, know yeah, me. We as have a. a um, our I would I would dare to say that there's more tea uh, in our cabinet than there is uh, variants of coffee. Um, do you drink? Do you do you when you drink coffee? Do you drink the same coffee or do you do you switch around? Um. No, well, are, do you mean like the type of blend or the brand or? <laughs> None of that means anything to me. So whatever you want to okay. answer. <laughs> I mean, I normally like a um, a medium. I don't like like a like a French like a dark roast. Um, I like I like more of a medium or light roast. Um, I prefer um, we get we get the Green Mountain K cups. Like so, I drink K cups during the week because it's just very easy to make a quick cup of coffee and then we'll make like a pot usually on the weekends. Um, and then that's when we would go with like a Dunkin' Donuts or, or you know, whatever other type of coffee, you know, was, you know, jumping, jumping out at us that week. A lot of people buy me coffee. So I, mm-hmm. I have like just random blends um, in my cabinet. You gotta okay. go. You gotta go with the Dunkin' Donuts if you're in New England, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Dunkin' Donuts there, kid. Huh? Um- I, I do think it's interesting that there is a variance of coffee because as a person who doesn't drink coffee super often, I mm-hmm. 
I'm just like, it's all the same. It's, it's, it's coffee. But I guess that's what people think about tea. Yeah. I think it's also what people who don't drink beer think about beer. Um, at least until like the craft brew explosion. It was just like, I don't know, it's like hoppy and it tastes bad. Um, I, I do want to remark, I mentioned something about uh, New England and, and Ryan is is coming to us from uh, my home city of Worcester, Massachusetts. And, and as soon as I said it, I realized he's wearing a Bruins hat. Uh, there's a Red Sox hat behind him and a second Bruins hat on the on his top of his printer, I think. There is, and... Uh, within arm's reach a Patriots hat uh, and another Bruins hat. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. and I thought to call you out and then I realized in my background down here, I have my Red Sox uh, fake license plate down here. So, so we're keeping it real. Um, yeah. We're, um, we're stereotypes. That's. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know Emily, Emily has her sports allegiances, but so none of them are on camera. None of them are on camera. Um, are you Cleveland or Cincinnati loyal? Um, not neither really um okay. in the nfl i'll root for either because i don't have a preference okay. um so go browns <laughs> nice go browns. um they're in the playoffs guys they won their first playoff game yep. like for so long it was very exciting i actually did a long time that game. since do you know who oh my God. the last team the cleveland browns beat in the playoffs until this weekend okay um i feel like the answer is yes because i did watch the game and they said this mm-hmm and I know that they won a game and then immediately lost to the Steelers right afterwards, but I don't remember the team they beat. They beat the New England Patriots. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, but my allegiances are to the Columbus Blue Jackets in hockey. Okay. Yep. And I root for Ohio State um, in sports. Nice. And that's pretty much takes up all my allegiance. I don't have time for professional sports. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. I have a question. Yeah, I have two, yeah, I was gonna say the first of all, you named a professional sports team, but then I had a question. Does Ohio State have a hockey team? It does. Are they good? I don't know. Hmm. But college has a hockey team? They do. I just I mean I think they're fine. I don't they're not like okay. Yeah, when I think college hockey, I never think like if I'm going middle of the country, it's like you're going like Minnesota. I I don't know. I just never think of Ohio for hockey. Yeah, I mean, I think they play hockey in every, I mean, there's NFL teams in every state. I mean, there's like the Dallas Stars or whatever. Isn't that a hockey team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dallas Stars are a hockey team. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> Listen, I'm, la- I'm just naming my warm weather hockey teams. <laughs> um, oh, no. Okay, so oh. okay. I don't mean to make this sports chat. Uh, Emily, did you have a question you wanted to ask? Oh, I was going to go back to the tea. Yes, um, good. So this tea that you're having lemon zinger yes do which when you take a sip of this and this is a really important mm-hmm. question so i just hope hope you really think about it when you take okay. a sip of it do you feel a zing in your mouth oh he's taking a sip that means he's really taking it seriously which is important yeah no you know what there's there's a slight it's a nice little little buzz as it as it kind of uh, goes across your palate i um I would recommend this tea. It's it's um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a great deal. Wow. Um, and did you put anything in this tea, like sugar or anything? No, no. Um, I just just uh, the old hot water. Oh, you made this with hot water. Good choice. I steeped uh. I steeped the tea bag, um, probably like four good steeps, and then I pulled it. So it's it, mm. it, it went it went from a yellow to like that nice. It was like a nice ruby red. It, nice. it, it's got a good color to it. 
um, that hibiscus that gives it its, its zinger name, which I did not, you, you read that in the copy and I was like, oh, interesting mm -hmm. that they, that a zinger is something with hibiscus in it, according to celestial seasonings. Um, well, you may have tipped your hand in this a little already, but I have an important question for you to ask and then we'll move on to another tea. But mm -hmm. is this celestial seasonings lemon zinger? Is that the name of it? Yes. <laughs> is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? This, my friends, is my cup of tea. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is very exciting for everyone. Um, very important. I am glad you picked out a good tea because it would have been sad if you'd picked out a tea you didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I told when Matt asked me to do it, I was like, I'm gonna take this seriously. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really uh, make sure I, I pick a good tea. I didn't, I didn't know I had the option to pick a crappy tea. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, say people, I mean, people might just pick a random tea that they have and not, Yeah. and not um, know if they like it or not. Like we've yeah. had teas we didn't particularly enjoy. Um, Yes, I'm, Emily is the most critical of, of all, but yeah. uh, I've definitely been a hater sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Emily. Me. You have yet a different tea. Uh, oh, I assume, I actually don't really know, but I, I'm assuming you have a different tea because uh, in, the, in the universe of teas, there's just so many that just the coincidence of you having the same tea as Ryan seems slim to none. But Emily, what tea are you drinking? Thank you so much for asking. Um, so I am drinking what I'm just realizing is called, I'm pretty sure called OTs. Um, OTs? Like O T E A S, OTs, black tea with caramel. Um, so this is a tea from my Sips by Box. Um, and I just want to give a little shout out because it's in plastic, but it's biodegradable plastic. It's wow. biofilm. Possibly, yes, made by vegetables or something. Um, it just says it's plant-based materials. Wow. Um, very happy for that uh, packaging. Um, Question. <laughs> yes. Can I get more tea? Do you is want to? Is there a tea break? Yeah, I would. I do want to get more of this. So I didn't know if there was like a refill time or, or what we do here. It's We can do one after tea talk. We can do one okay. after this. Yeah. Okay. That'll be All fine. Right. Edit this out. <laughs> no, I'm keeping this in. Emily, keep okay. with your tea. Okay, um, I'm just gonna read you guys the copy. Um, for a sweet little treat in the afternoon, take a sip of this wonderful black tea with caramel undertones, combining the slightly tart taste of black tea with the decadent buttery, buttery flavors of caramel. This unique blend is a low calorie treat for any tea lover. It's smooth and balanced taste, makes it perfect for drinking by itself, or with a drop of milk. Wow, a drop of milk. I will say I use a little bit more than a drop, but I do have milk and sugar in this tea. Um, this is actually my second cup of tea I've had today. I had another cup at school. Um, and I definitely do think it has, is, I, I get the caramel, but it's not like a strong caramel-y flavor. It's just, you know, I'm gonna agree with their terminology of undertones. Um, and it's quite a pleasant tea. Um, Wow. Um, have you had this tea before right now, before today? No, I got it in the mail yesterday. Mm, wow, it's, this is so fresh, so fresh. It's fresh, it's fresh tea. Um, um, is I it, do wanna, okay. Oh, I do wanna say the ingredient list I think is a, a little, I'm not gonna say concerning, but it has some <laughs> words. Um, 
that <laughs> I think could be described as concerning. Um, so it's black tea, caramel cubes, sweetened sugar, glucose syrup, butter fat, and this is where it gets a, a little troubling with the crazy words, hum humectant, um, sorbitol syrup, emulsifier, mono and diglycerides of fatty acids, flavor, black tea. I don't know what any of those words meant. Is there tw there's like 12 ingredients in that tea. That's a lot of ingredients for a tea. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You, does that really, does that worry you that there's that many ingredients? You don't have to be worried. I'm not worried about the amount of ingredients. I'm worried about what humicant is. Humicant? I don't know. I'll never know. Um, mono by, and diglycerides. When you started reading, well, you said something when you were reading the copy that made me think, oh, there's probably additives in this. And that was when it was uh, caramel combined with low calorie. Because when I think caramel, I don't think like, oh, this is like a nice little diet treat. Like <laughs> That's I, true. I think yeah. I've got a bunch of caramel. It's time to get chubby. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yes. um, so yeah, it's there. I, I would assume that that stuff is, you know, lab created caramel flavoring. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, Emily, did you add sugar to your tea, or is it is it sweet with uh, naturally, or not naturally? It but you might have I mean. been sweet naturally, but I did put sugar in it before I tasted it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As I always is do. that your go-to move, milk and sugar? If for a black tea, yes. And for all other is, uh, teas, just sugar. Sweet and sweet and low, right? Sweet and low, yes. So the chemical taste might already be that's a built-in feature <laughs> to you. Um, <laughs> like I you're used to sweet to and low. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to slam sweet and low, but like if I were to have a drink that had artificial sugars, I would notice it. But if I was used to drinking artificial sugar, then I would be less likely to notice it. So this, it's not a dig at you using, you using it. It's just a matter of um, how much you would perceive it, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, I do, I do like the taste of this tea, even if I'm, I'm troubled by the humicant, humacitant. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce this word. Is it made from humans? Is that the first part of that word? <laughs> You know what? It is spelled no, well. No, it's. I'm adding an N that shouldn't be there. It's hume hume content. Hume hume content. Yeah, hume content. Mm. See so now now I'm now I'm lost in the word. I'm lost in the syllables. Um, it's okay. Long time listeners know that your 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 pronunciation skills aren't always there, and you know that's what it, it is. What it is. Um, Again, no comment. <laughs> if your second graders don't have hume content on their uh, spelling test this week then i don't know you know i will say anything. i would i would describe this as a vowel consonant e syllable <laughs> but so see that's weird would that be a blend see it, it's word study rules don't apply to this <laughs> you need yeah you need at least like a sophomore high school level english like uh when you start learning all the really dumb rules of how words are pronounced you know what, you know what? i think i know what it is i'm it's hummick tant hummick tant there we go. That no, makes it make more, so much more sense. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Emily, can you taste the caramel? Yes. Uh, do you have uh, any other thoughts on this tea? Um, it's good. Uh, Emily, I'm going to ask you an important question. Okay. Uh, is this black tea with lemon uh, from your sips by box by a, a brand I can't recall? Uh, your cup of tea or not your cup of tea. It is my cup of tea. Wow. Um, if you guys are curious, 
whatever, however you pronounce it is, um, <laughs> it's something that contains moisture to reduce the loss of moisture. I just oh. looked it up. So it's like yeah. a, it's like the little silica gels you find in your shoes when you buy them and you're supposed to throw them out. <laughs> yeah, sure. it, yes. does, it says right on the bag, do not ingest. So uh, I just be careful. You're, 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 your insides are full of um, shoe pellets. <laughs> does it also say on the packaging that's biodegradable that this bag is not a toy? Um, it should. If it doesn't. No, it does not. It does not. It does say it's best before November 1st, 2023. So. Wow. That's heck of a bag. Yeah. Umecatin does not spoil quick. Okay. Anyways, now that we've learned something here today. Yes. Matt, what's here you drinking? Wow. Um, wouldn't it be amazing if I was drinking either of your teas? Um, sadly, I'm not. <laughs> I'm drinking a tea... Um, I, Emily, have we had Celestial Seasonings on the podcast before, uh, the brand? I'm almost positive that we have, but I'm not 100% sure. Not 100%. Well, I know for sure that I have a tea that a brand that we have not had on the podcast before. Uh, it is Taylor's, uh, Taylor's of Harrogate. <laughs> uh, green tea with lemon. That's the name of it. It's all it's, all it's got. Um <clears throat> By appointment to His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, supplier of beverages, Taylors, Taylors of Harrogate, North Yorkshire. This is from England. <laughs> and Prince Charles authorized it? Uh, it's, it says, right, by appointment to His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales. So I would say so. Wow. Son uh, of I had Queen Elizabeth. The, is he the Prince of Wales? He is the Prince of Wales. Because I knew Diana was the Princess of Wales. I just didn't know if it was one of those things. Like, well, that's yeah, how she you became, get, like, isn't it? Yeah, she became. I don't know how that family works. You could tell me anything, and I'd believe you. Um, uh, well, Queen Elizabeth is um, top five favorite people for me. I <laughs> know. It, I, listen, I know the monarchy is not great. I do love her, but she. Are you a big crown head? Um, I watched the first two seasons, and I loved Claire Foy so much as the queen that I have not been able to watch it again. But I want to. I just have not set the time aside. But anyways, the heir to the throne becomes the Prince of Wales. So when Diana married Prince Charles, they she became the Princess of Wales. Okay, so and if so, when Charles becomes king, mm -hmm. then that would make William the Prince of Wales. Yes, got it. And it's not like automatic; like he has to be given that. Like the the queen, there was like whole ceremony that made him the Prince of Wales. Coronation? But it's customary that it's passed that yes. like he will yes. receive it. Got it. Yeah. We're learning everything today. Um, you wow. kidding me? I, this is an education pod. I, um, I read, it says HRH, uh, his, his Royal Highness. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I, deduced, I deduced that by myself. So that's my uh, figuring it out. I was like, I was like, HRH? Didn't take me long, I'll tell you that. I was pretty on, on board with it. Um, <clears throat> there's so much copy on this. I, there's no way I'm reading it all, but I will read this one little intro. Uh, the light, delicate taste of green tea is a perfect partner for this zesty character of citrus or <clears throat> for the zesty, zesty character of citrus. So we've created a fresh and mellow blend of green teas from Africa and paired it with the flavor, uh, flavor spelled with a U, of natural lemon. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a truly cleansing and refreshing tea. For the perfect cup, boil fresh water and leave to cool for a minute. Use one tea bag per person, infuse for one to two minutes. 
enjoy just as it is. Um, oh, also it is. I think you can learn a lot about somebody by how they spell flavor or how they spell theater. <laughs> um, Rainforest Alliance certified tea. This is good for the rainforest? Question mark. Um, I, uh, when people do spell words with a U, like color or favorite or any of those, uh, it, it, for some reason, it, get, it gets me every time. I, I, it, it really, not that I'm annoyed, but it's, it's, it really sticks in my brain. I notice it as being different. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, anyways, this is a green tea with lemon. You taste lemon? Uh, yeah, it kind of tastes, um, it kind of tastes like a lemon, like a good lemon candy um like a hard lemon candy but not like a bad one <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um these um when i was a kid i guess or, or slightly younger um these candy canes i would get that would be like citrus flavored candy canes <laughs> um so they weren't peppermint but they were like different citrusy things and it kind of tastes like those that's what the vibe i'm getting two questions first Star what's what is slightly younger than a kid when I was a kid or slightly younger than I am now. It was not this oh, past, right. I mean to say it's not this past year. <laughs> Second question, um, where do you get citrus candy canes? Uh, I've never seen I, I, that. I, I mean, I feel like around Christmas time, there's like, you go to like a CVS or whatever, and there's just like a million, like there's, there are like starburst candy canes um, and there's like, uh, like sour candy cane. Like, I don't know. I feel like they make all kinds of varieties. Are they like the uh, ones that are more like green, not like green and orange and like yellow. Yeah. I can picture yeah. those. I just, just guess I assume that they were just peppermint flavored. Uh, no, well, I mean, no, I think, I think to be peppermint, it has to be the, the red ones. I think they would confuse people if they made them different colors, but yeah, no, they're just like, uh, um, yeah, the different color ones. I used to also get um, from, say, uh, the local penny candy store. They used to have little like stick, like uh, hard candy sticks that look like candy canes, but they're not, um, you know, they're not arched at the top. They're just like rods <laughs> of, uh, but yeah. they're basically the same thing as candy canes. They're just not hooked at the end. <clears throat> um, and those used to come in like all kinds of flavors. So I might even be conflating all of this together, but they look just like candy canes. Like they have the stripes along them and all that. And it's like the same width and consistency. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say candy canes are just like a seasonal version of this other older candy, but that Chris, that candy canes just like overtook them in popularity. Maybe because we'll you never can hang, know. Cause you can hang candy canes on a tree. That's why they became the Christmas version. We'll it's never like know. The we'll never know. It's the world's never. first branding. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Um, um, okay, so Matt, yeah. do you taste the green tea? Um, I mean, I guess it's like, it's really lemony. I think lemon is so overpowering. Uh, I mean, I can tell it's, I guess I can tell it's green tea, but very faintly green tea. Yeah, I stand by that. It feels like I made tea and dropped a, a candy in it, <laughs> a lemon candy right in it, <laughs> but there's no sugar. Um, well, actually, I didn't. Did I read the ingredients? Um, oh boy, there are ingredients in here. Um, well, it just says green tea, natural lemon flavoring, uh, with other natural flavorings. I bet that means it's humic, humic, humic tan. I don't believe that's a natural <laughs> flavor. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, do you guys want to know some history about candy canes? Hell yeah. Oh my God. Um, Matt, I would say you are both wrong and right. Legend has it that candy canes date back to 1670 when the choir master at the Cologne, Cologne Cathedral in Germany handed out sugar sticks among his young singers to keep them quiet during the, the living creche ceremony. In honor of the occasion, he bent the candles the candies into shepherd's crooks. So there we go. Wow. I, that sounds like I'm absolutely right. <laughs> um, no, because they didn't put them to hang them on a tree. No, because she said Christmas, not, not Christmas. <laughs> um, um, they did it to make them like shepherd's canes. Interesting. I wonder, well, now I'm wondering about the durability of them because they're still around um, and people put them on their trees now. But like, what made what made people keep them looking like shepherd's canes? That's my question. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, I'm not gonna look it up. Um, I'm gonna Great. let the listeners do that. <laughs> I'm um, upset that I'm upset we looked anything up. <laughs> um, Matt, I have an important question for you. Yeah. Do you wanna meet Prince Charles now because you had this tea? Is he the bad one? Life is complicated, yes and no. <laughs> is it is he the one who was friends with Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> no, he's not Prince no. Andrew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wait, so Prince Charles, he, he what's his deal? Is, is there a reason I want or to not want to meet him? Just answer the um, question without background information. Then he no, did I don't want to meet him. Dirty. He did oh. her dirty. Literally, because that's they, the people's princess. Okay. My okay. question was based on this tea, do you want to meet Just Prince make up Charles? For the death of Princess Diana. I want to meet, you I want to make up for. I want to meet Mr. I want to meet um, I want to meet Charles Taylor, <laughs> the inventor of this tea company, who's probably long dead because I mean he started this tea company in 1886, and unless this guy's 150 years old, I I, I doubt he's alive. Don't make assumptions. Um, yeah, I gotta agree. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, listen, it doesn't say if he's dead on the box, so I can't be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. Now let's get actually to serious business, Matt. Mm -hmm. Would you say that this Taylor's of somewhere um, green tea with lemon is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Uh, it's my cup of tea. It's pretty good. I have a whole box of it to drink, so it's a good thing it's my cup of tea. <laughs> this is my first time having it. Um, but uh, I've got like another like. 30, I don't know, I've got another 18 packages of it to drink. So I'm good. I'm glad it's my cup of tea. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Do I have to do my own horn for my own oh, my sorry. cup of tea? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> sorry, I just realized my computer is at 11%. So I have to fix that at some point. But mm -hmm. I was I was dealing, I was processing that information mm -hmm. instead of going pew, 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 pew. All right, okay, okay. Hey, hey Matt, okay. you know what's done? Hey, Ryan, you know what's done? What's uh, done? Tea talk. Tea talk done nice um all right we can take a break now if we want <laughs> you can, okay i gotta really get your power cord ryan get more tea, <laughs> yeah, tea i'm gonna, I'm gonna go tea. to the bathroom nice. <laughs> what, a, what a break <laughs> got more tea Ooh. candy cane <laughs> wow <laughs> i gotta say i got no candy i didn't have candy canes in my apartment at all this year um i think they're sure. my problem with candy canes um is that you eat the hook 
And then by then the whole plastic is like gross and like wet. Yeah. And then you're like, I, I don't want this anymore. And then I throw it away. Wait, you eat the hook first? I, yeah. I eat the I eat the tail first. Okay. And then you hold it by the hook and then you get to the hook. And then when I'm at the hook, I just throw the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> this is how I live my life. <laughs> I think it doesn't really matter. I think I have done it both ways. It doesn't super matter to me what side I start with. It still gets wet and gross. Um, so I, um, I really like, um, I don't know if there's like a specific brand, but I really like cherry ones. Um, it's like the best kind, you know, like, you know, like what fake cherry, you know, fake cherry doesn't taste like real cherry at all. <laughs> I think it's yeah. like the best version of fake cherry is when they make cherry candy canes. I don't know why I like the, I, I, they like became my family's like go-to um, candy cane. I actually forgot until right now that this was true, but we would put cherry ones on our tree um, because one year I think we got them and it was like, whoa, these are fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never looked back to peppermint. <laughs> um, although take I don't, that, I, peppermint. yeah, take that. And I don't, I mean, I don't have anything against peppermint, but the cherry ones were just so fucking good. I also want to say, and this might be, this is too a little too crazy, <laughs> but I used to, I used to dip them in, um, in like Coke, like the soda. <laughs> And, That's not weird. It's a cherry coke, and it would make it. It would make you have cherry coke, and then you could also you'd slurp the coke off the, <laughs> the candy cane. What a double sugar experience that is. Um, <laughs> um, I just I'm gonna just make a. Are we all ready to go back? Yeah. I'm Should just gonna make a sweeping it? statement that all of that was good. That was good content right there. Should I keep? Was we learned a lot. <laughs> What's going on? Um, Nothing's going on. I'm just saying it was good content. Are we back in the podcast? Well, just, We're back just, in the uh, podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Edit when, edit when Emily said she looked it up. So she just pulled all of that German candy cane knowledge like right from her brain. Mm -hmm. yeah. That would be my only edit. Uh, I'm probably going to edit. Am I going to edit any of this out? Uh, I guess specifically when we were all gone from the microphones. Yeah, that would probably be <laughs> edit. Release the Snyder Cut. Um, oh my God. Um. Snyder Cut is probably the funniest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, are we are we are we podcasting right now? This is it. We're podcasting. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, um, okay. I Emily, you go. No, because I am gonna I'm gonna segue us. So you do whatever you're gonna do. Oh, you segue us. Oh well, then fine. Is this all in the podcast? This is all in the podcast. <laughs> I think it's safe uh, to say this is all in the podcast. Great. Ryan, <laughs> our guest. Yes. Uh, our guest who went and got more tea. He's got more tea. What a what a super fan. Um, I'm, I'm not, not a tea boy. And, not of us, and but I'm, I'm just, you know what? I'm I'm committing. Um, we have good. a convert. And Ryan, I as far as I can tell, is not even sick. Um Ryan, <laughs> my oldest friend. Yes. Uh, my oldest friend Hello. who appeared on the podcast. Um, you, you have brought us a topic that Emily and I are, are blissfully unaware of, um, because right. that's, that's how we prefer to, to be held is in the dark. Um, can you re release the, the topic upon us? Release the Snyder <laughs> cut of topics. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's going to be a lot better than that. It's Ooh. the Snyder cut. <laughs> you guys think 
that I've been drinking out of a white mug the entire time. Oh boy. But what I've actually been drinking out of is my topic. <gasps> and my topic is Walt Disney World. Wow. wow. Walt Disney World. It was that or dad. Um, just, <laughs> you know, there were two choices. <laughs> castles or dad there's things on there i was like did ryan get into mug making <laughs> <laughs> my topic is ceramics so I literally was... got a kiln let's do ceramic chat <laughs> i was waiting for ceramic chat <laughs> <laughs> um i just well, want the listeners it. to know that the vibe has shifted in this podcast ryan is wearing mickey mouse ears and i just i was worried that You're didn't come across right. super hard in our voices <laughs> but it is now should come across wow just um yeah. yeah ryan is now wearing two hats in fact a winter cap and mickey mouse ears which you'd think would not normally go together because uh what, you're not gonna often wear a winter cap in disney world <laughs> did i no when we i was wearing a baseball hat Matt and I, well i picked it for many reasons mm -hmm. um i love me some disney world and uh matt and i have uh, vacation together a number of times and that was the last place we went to. well technically that's not true technically we went to Disneyland um, but I like them both that was the last time I took a trip anywhere <laughs> was this when you went to LA last year this is when I went to LA Ryan went to LA at the same time and we we Disneylanded <laughs> um, um okay so the two of you, this is for you. I went to Disney World when I was seven, so I am not an expert. Can you tell me, tell the listeners, what, this is a very big question and I'm sorry for the bigness of it. What is Disney World? <laughs> and well, yes, just what? That's what, you know, that's, that's where I'm starting. I stand by it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> what, what is, is Disney, World? Disney World? What is yeah. Disney World? <laughs> I got a text like right as she asked that and I was like, oh no, I missed, she's asking me a question. Okay, I'm sorry, rewind. You went when you were six and you wanna know, that was that the last time you went? That's the only time I went. Okay, so, well, I could answer, so, all right. In your, in your words, I mean, I think we all have an idea, but you just, mm -hmm. you just, you just intro it for, for whoever and you know, say whatever you want. <laughs> I think because I've gone to Disneyland and World in multiple stages of my life. I've gone as a kid, I've gone as uh, an adult, and I've gone as a parent. And I think it does a little something different for like each of those thoughts. Like, like no matter which age group you're in, if you're open to it, I feel like there's something for you there. Like we went the year before we had kids um, and it was the first time I had been since I was a kid. And my wife and um, her sister there, she was there with us. They were like laughing at me because I'm like skipping down Main Street. Like guys, we're at Disney World. Like this is amazing. It's, I don't know. It just, it brings out the kid in you. It's fun. Like if you allow yourself to kind of like escape and disappear into your surroundings like yes i know at the end of the day it's all like drummed up commercialized bullshit but like it's just fun man like just have a good time um when ryan and i went to disneyland we got there at 8 39 in the morning ish and stayed till yeah. midnight and all we did all day was eat and drink 
like crap. <laughs> like, like <laughs> frozen, like drink things and like candy crap. And uh, I don't know if I remember it was you or our other friend who bought like an Oreo churro. <laughs> that was and, Kevin, like, yeah. And um, yeah, all we did all day was just like, be the least responsible like 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 we weren't like being jerks or like disobeying the rules but like as irresponsible as you can be just like having a care we were carefree that's the more important that's the better way of putting it <laughs> yeah i i had gone so when matt and i were in la together i was there for work and i had a spare day so matt happened to be on vacation our friend kevin came down from the bay area and we all went together um, but I had taken a vacation like three and a half, four weeks earlier to Orlando with my family and, and my son at the time, it was before, right before his second birthday. And um, so it was like a tale of two vacations. Um, so I got to do Disney like completely different ways. One, like keeping a small child alive and the other kind, like just hey, running leave me around alone. with my, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, you know, me and Kevin have known each other like two decades, but we're running around like we're back at 14 or 15 um, and just having the best time for boys. Um, it was gotta, just, it's, it's an absolute blast. I got to say, when you have your own money and you're also not bogged oh, down yeah. by anyone too. So like, I'm like, I'll buy whatever I want to buy. I don't care. Like when you're a kid, you have to be like, you know, dad, can I have like whatever? And they have to say yay or nay. And then like also the mm -hmm. speed to as which with which you like run around the park, you might be bogged down. But when you go as three, I'm going to say fit adults, um, <laughs> uh, loosely calling all three of us fit. And we're just like running around and have whatever money we want to spend. Like uh, what a what a weird feeling that is. <laughs> Much different than when you're a kid. <laughs> um, so can I ask some clarifying questions for me? A non- sure person who hasn't been there since I was six or seven. I can't remember. I was in first grade. Um, which one is land and which one is world? Land is California. Um, and, and world is Orlando. Okay. So now this is my big question, which is better. Uh, Matt, you can answer first. Cause I have, a, I have a definitive answer. Um, well, I would say, I'd say, I'd say it's, I mean, my answer would be Disney World is better um, because it's much bigger and has more stuff. And I would also say my favorite thing to do in Disney, which I've only done one time, maybe, um, was the last time I was at Disney World, I guess. Yeah, last time I was at Disney World, the Florida one. Um, we went for my friend's uh, 30th birthday and we like traveled across Epcot. So Epcot has like a, a, a countries, a country world <laughs> area <laughs> where you just go to between like England and Italy and or I'm trying to remember what they are. Uh, Japan, Canada, <laughs> Morocco. Listen, Mexi Mexico, Mexico is like my favorite one. Mexico is possibly also my favorite. Although I have, yeah. Um, so you can basically get, and you can get drunk. Like you can buy a drink in each country. So you can buy a margarita in Mexico and you can buy sake in Japan and uh, uh, wine. There's a wine bar in Italy. And um, that is maybe my, the most fun I've had in a sing or I don't know. That was like a lot of fun. I don't, I don't want to say the most fun, but yeah. Uh, I love Epcot. That's that's probably the answer is that and Epcot is one of the four parks in um, Disney World. 
So that's, that's I think, my answer. My answer does not take into account Epcot. Um, I'm going off of Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland because the Magic Kingdom is basically a, a Florida recreation of the original Disneyland with some you know, added extra bells and whistles. Um, my answer is Disneyland. I like Disneyland better because it's the OG. Um, it's, uh, it's got that kind of still like original feel to it. And what makes it great, in, in my approximation at least, is the addition of California Adventure, which is uh, across a little courtyard. Um, you, it's, it's what, Matt, like 200 yards away? Maybe yeah. less. Yeah. Um, a little like and plaza in thing. California Adventure is basically some of the best parts of like Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and a carnival. Um, so it's like <laughs> and a really a good bunch carnival. of great, a really good carnival. Yeah, not like a crappy like mall parking lot <laughs> carnival. Um, there's roller coasters and water rides and Marvel stuff, and it's just. It, it's so yeah. much damn fun. Um, yeah. And, the, and what, what's not, it's probably the least enjoyable part of Florida is that none of the parks are close to one another. So if you're hopping from park to park, you're like jumping on a bus or, or a tram or a sky lift thing yeah, where so, you can, uh, yeah. in, in California, literally run across a courtyard and go between both parks, which is what we did uh, yeah. when we were there. <laughs> Last yeah, so as like a so Disney World has four um four distinct and separate parks. Like Ryan mentioned that there you have to take the monorail or whatever, some some way of transportation to get between them. And there's two water parks, which I also really like one of the two water parks in Disney World. <laughs> Although I will say I have not been to the water parks in some time. Uh whereas Disneyland has basically the equivalent of two of the parks, um, but they're right, as Ryan mentioned, they're right next to each other. So um, if you can cram them both into one day, like we did when we went <laughs> to LA, uh, that is one amazing day, which is part of why we were there from eight in the morning till midnight is because we were, we were like jumping between the two parks and, and, and really trying to get every possible ride in. <laughs> we, we rode everything, right? Uh, well, everything, we rode worth, everything, everything worth riding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't do it's a small world. <laughs> no. Um, um but we did like that. We did the uh, we did the Incredibles ride like six times or something like that. Okay, that kind of brings me to my next question that I wanted to ask. Mm -hmm. What are so? I I went to Disney World when I was like seven, and I remember riding some rides. We went on the Tower of Terror, which was my favorite. I know that's not at Disney World; it's at a different park. But it was my favorite, and it was the one that stood out to me. But like, I grew up in Ohio, where there's like two, like. I guess uh, not theme parks, but like roller coaster parks, whatever those are called. Um, Cedar Point and amusement, park. amusement parks. Thank you. I couldn't get that right word. But um, so there was Cedar Point and Kings Island, and those were you, you went to ride rides. Like there was like that's why you went. Yeah. So Cedar Point is like renowned, right? Yeah. Like that's like one of like yeah. Um, the only non-Disney well, actually, I guess the list is longer than I initially thought, but I've been to like a Six Flags and Universal Studios and then like a couple other like regional 
like Riverside before it was a Six Flags and Canopy Lake Canopy Park. Lake Park, Whale New Park. Hampshire. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so do you, you said you've only been to Disney once. Like, do you go to amusement parks often? I mean, I haven't been to one since like college. Um, and I went to okay. Kings Island. Um, but um, no. I do you like that rides? I do. Um, I just never, I just don't go to them anymore. I just mm -hmm. haven't. Um, so I guess what are the rides like there? Are they like thrilling rides? Are they the chiller rides? Like, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's part of the thing too, that I like about California. I feel like California has more thrill rides than Florida does. Matt, would you say that's safe to say? Um, total like that more than more than like more than man more than just magic kingdom no, or more mean, than all the parks i don't know i guess because i feel <laughs> like california adventure is such like an amalgamation of like the best parts of the other parks that they're getting just like a bunch of good stuff all at once whereas like in florida like yes hollywood studios has you know one or two like big thrill rides and animal kingdom has a thrill ride i think epcot I, well, doesn't yeah. Epcot has test track and it's Mission a test track, which is ostensibly the cars ride. Yeah. I, I will say, okay, I'll, let me, let me tell you my two favorite rides in Disney uh, that I've ever been to at, at either Disney is okay. the guardians of the galaxy ride in Disneyland. And, yeah. uh, but if, the only one that I think I like better than that is the, uh, the Everest ride at animal kingdom. Yeah. And that, that, that's Everest probably ride is like best coaster. I definitely the best roller, the best roller coaster in Disney best ride in Disney is is the is the Everest ride. It's so good. You go you go up, and then you go backwards on it on the roller coaster. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. And if you sit in the front, did you ever sit in the front of it? Uh, I've sat at, like everywhere. I've ridden that ride so many. Yeah. Times. If you sit in the front, it's like it's something like the tallest. It's like the tallest artificial mountain in Florida, <laughs> which is a weird mm -hmm. record. Uh, but there are a lot of artificial mountains because there's a lot of amusement parks. Um, but um, if when you ride it and you get up to the top, you can see out, you can see to like the other parks in Disney World. Like you're that high, it's that clear of view. And then all of a sudden you just start descending backwards. It's so, it's so fun. I think, it's, I think that's the best Disney ride. The best, um, what Matt's kind of burying there for anyone who's never ridden it is so that ride is basically it's a souped up version of the Matterhorn from Disneyland like you're in you're, you're on Everest and but what you they don't tell you that it goes backwards like you have no idea like you think you're just kind of like chasing a Yeti the abominable snowman and when you get up to the top the track is broken hmm. so you're like oh okay are they going to do some kind of like movie magic here and like a track will appear and then the roller coaster will continue. Like th there's no preface as to what's about to happen. And then before you know it, it goes dark, a shadow of the abominable snowman appears, everything drops and you just start flying backwards. And it scared the ever living shit out of me the first time I was on it. <laughs> yeah. um, it's and, a and I, yeah. But I like the, when you're, when you're screaming, but it's like a good fun scream. Yes. Um, it's definitely yeah, that, it's, that, it's, that ride is a blast. I really like when a ride is like technologically really cool. Like like it's like just different from any other roller coaster you've been on. And this is definitely one because you there's you know you go up then you go backwards and you go forward again. You go in and out of darkness. It's like 
I'm like, this is like unlike any other ride. And we're like, even like if a ride is themed differently or like, you know, there are different loops or whatever, like you're still like, well, this is like another roller coaster I've been on before, but like the Everest ride, it just feels so distinct. Um, I also feel the same way about a couple of like the Harry Potter rides in, in Universal is that they're like really uniquely done. And I'm like, oh, I like this ride a lot, mm. but we're not here to talk about Universal. <laughs> <laughs> that's another, that is for when I return. Wait, so, so let's say I go not tomorrow because yes. I would not go tomorrow, but let's say I go in August. Let's say things are better in the world and I go to Disney World in August. Mm -hmm. I would not go to Orlando in August. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's okay, let's pick a good <laughs> month. Just in, in your head, insert the right month to go. What, what, are, what should be my itinerary? What should be my, my plan? Okay. What? Question, do you give a shit about Mickey Mouse? No. Although when I went, when yeah, I was a okay. kid, it was my mission to get all of the characters autographs. And I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. I did. Um, so I really cared then. I. It is so hard to do that now because the characters don't wander like they used to. Um, they have like dedicated meet and greet areas that you have to go to and stand in line to like meet Winnie the Pooh or Mickey Mouse or whoever. Um, or you can get like a character breakfast. Um, I know all of these things because I have children. Um, and, I did a character uh, breakfast when I was a kid and Tigger was there. <laughs> oh, I went to one that was a villain character breakfast. So it was like the Queen of Hearts and Captain Hook and all those. Um, and I have wow. a really unflattering like teenage photo of me with Captain Hook that uh, if I can find, I will share, but I probably <laughs> will not find it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, so if you don't, if you don't really care about like the Disney-ness of it, um, there's some stuff you can skip, um, like, you know, parades or, um, I mean, I guess the fireworks, like fireworks are for everybody. Like they're Disney themed, but it's I'm like, it fireworks. it's, it's probably one of the best fireworks displays you will ever see. I will say that when I go to Disney, like I used to really like watching those. Although I will say when I was a kid, we never watched the Disneyland ones because I think because my parents were just like, they're just fireworks <laughs> or not the Disney, uh, the Magic Kingdom ones because they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they are just fireworks. It's true. Um, sure. Where like the other parks will have like, like they all have a night shows. or they have shows um, that aren't necessarily like fireworks. So like... Uh, at the uh, my favorite used to be the one at Epcot. I think they changed it, but there was like this showcase of the world thing where they had this like laser light show on the lake that's in the middle. And I always mm -hmm. thought it was so cool. And there are fireworks there too. Um, but I will say that as an adult, now that I've gone back to the Magic Kingdom, uh, the best time to ride rides is when the fireworks are happening because everyone's gone and watching the fireworks. So then there's no lines right. to anything. <laughs> so uh, um, I actually remember a, a very beautiful scene where I was on Splash Mountain, uh, soon to be whatever it is, Mountain. Uh, uh, like Princess and the Princess Frog. Princess and the Frog Mountain. Um, but you, you, some of it's inside, but then like the final, or there's a couple parts where you're, you're, you're in a boat and you're floating around at the top and then you eventually like go off this little cliff. But one of the coolest things was during the fireworks, we were like floating on the outside part. So we could see in the distance, the fireworks, but we're on Splash Mountain. It was like just a, a great That's crescendo. Awesome. <laughs> um, Heather and I did something similar during their um, 24 hour celebration. Um, we were in California and uh, they were having like an up all night party and we rode Splash Mountain at midnight. And uh, it was super fun because there was like light shows and all kinds of stuff going on. 
Um, Follow-up question for Emily. Do you like Star Wars? Yeah. Well, I will <laughs> say, I, I will say <laughs> she likes the Mandalorian and I will say the rumor is they're going to replace everyone with Mandalorian characters because they're, it's more popular than like Kylo Ren is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they opened up the Star Wars land a couple years ago and tried to theme it to like the new Disney um, yeah. trilogy, like the continuation of the Skywalker saga, um, which is, but they like, it's so weird because they invented a planet for this new land instead of just kind of picking locales that Star Wars fans are familiar with. Um, but it was their choice and they did it and, and it's like moderately impressive. The ride, well, there's two rides now, um, but the one ride that Matt and Kevin and I went on a bunch of times where you're flying the Millennium Falcon is amazing. It's like the perfect blend, kind of like he was saying about the Harry Potter rides in Universal, where it's like a great blend of like screens, but also like you're moving and, the, and, and like, and, and it's like interactive. Um, so the Star Wars land is really cool. So um, I want to, I yeah. so in Star Wars land, yes, flying the Millennium Falcon, I will say uh, Ryan and Kevin probably are the only people to ever see me as happy as I was <laughs> when I, <laughs> you're flying it. And basically when you're in the Millennium Falcon, you get, um, you get, there's six jobs they give you and you're flying, it's a simulated ride and they're moving around and uh, it was really three jobs, but there's six people. So two people do each job. And the first time I wrote it, I was like the gunner or something, which, um, as you're seated, it's like in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and you sit two, two, two. And the front two people are the pilots. The second two people are gunners. And the third two people are, uh, um, the third set of two are the engineers. Now I imagine the engineer is probably the worst job. I never did that. <laughs> but the gunner was also kind of boring because um, you're, you're shooting, but it's like kind of bullshit. But then I got to fly and I got to be the person who puts the Millennium Falcon into hyperdrive or hyperspace or whatever. And when they were like, okay, kick it or whatever they say to like uh, hint you to do it. I was like screaming and so happy <laughs> that I was putting the Millennium Falcon into hyperdrive. I, it was, I, especially like in the moment I didn't quite realize it. And then I was like, like as, as it wore on, I was like, this is the happiest I've ever been. I think. <laughs> So yes, the Millennium Falcon ride is pretty sweet. <laughs> I will uh, so, to answer your, your earlier question, Ryan. Um, I yes. like Star Wars. I wouldn't say I'm like at the level where I'm like I'm a Star Wars fan, but I like I enjoy Star Wars a lot. Okay, well then this is going to make my recommendation easier because I think that you can effectively do Disney in two days in Florida. So one of the days. You are going to uh, start the day at the Magic Kingdom. You're going to do some of the classics. You're going to do Splash Mountain. You're going to do Space Mountain. You're going to do Big Thunder Mountain. Um, you're going to get your fill in on that kind of stuff. Around lunchtime, make your way over uh, to the Animal Kingdom. Ride Everest. Maybe check out a safari. Um, walk around there. They've got like some cool, like an African village thing. They've got... Um, a bunch of different areas of the world. It's like a nice blend of like a zoo and an amusement park. I do and love then, the zoo. So th then you'll love parts of Animal Kingdom. There's some really cool like ant reptile exhibits and the safari is really fun. Um, love the safari. Then after that, you can then you go back to the Magic Kingdom that night and kind of do what Matt said, like maybe try to do Splash Mountain during the fireworks or, um, you know, get 
you know, get some ice cream or a snack and walk around and, see, and do like Pirates of the Caribbean or, um, or the Jungle Cruise or stuff like that. Like there's some cool stuff that you can do that's not like centered around Mickey Mouse. So that's what my first day for you would be. My second day would be start the day at Hollywood Studios. Okay. Um, that's where they have the Tower of Terror. That's where Star Wars Land is. Um, there's, there's, it still has that really cool, like old Hollywood aesthetic. Like you could get a meal at the Brown Derby. Um, you could go on, well, the great movie ride is closed now, um, but oh. they're introducing a new, um, a, a bunch of new stuff over there. So there's a lot to take in that's like kind of gonna de- feed the old Hollywood aesthetic. Um, they've got the rock and roller coaster, which is like their Aerosmith ride. That's like an indoor roller coaster. That's really fun. Um, then you go over to star Wars land. Um, you can do the rise of the resistance ride. You can do the millennium Falcon ride. And then that night go to Epcot. And the only ride I will tell you to try and get on is the test track. Um, that's very fun, but what you're really aiming to do at Epcot is to eat a bunch of good food and get shit faced. And so you can, you can go and you can get like fish and chips in England. You can get empanadas in Mexico. There's like, like, you know, you can get like French fry, French poutine in Canada, Like you get a bunch of whatever is like, whatever, like you're in the mood for, they're going to have it for you because they've got all the worlds. And then as a double, like you can get an ale in England, you can get a margarita, you can get sake, you can get um, a glass of wine. Like it's, it's, it's a really fun thing to do as an adult because um, the worlds are dope. Um, uh, okay. So for my aforementioned birthday, I went there, we went to the steakhouse in Canada, uh, mm-hmm. which is like apparently crazy hard to get into. Like you have to make reservations like weeks in advance. And somehow we got in because we, uh, somebody canceled their reservation like the day before and we like swooped in and grabbed their reservation <laughs> but it's like a five-star restaurant five-star steakhouse uh, just in Disney World <laughs> and it's like uh, it was amazing and uh, really good steak and I had a bunch of wine after I'd already drank in all the other countries <laughs> and I will say it also enhanced my enjoyment of which also in, in Epcot which is the uh, frozen ride uh, which, that is, it is a fun, that's a fun, like indoor log flume. It's, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not too, uh, it's pretty relaxing, but also if you go a little bit tipsy, it's way more fun. <laughs> um, but there's I don't know also, if I could do a ride tipsy. I think you could do this ride tipsy. It's, uh, okay. it's not like that. It's very minimal. It's for, uh, it's for little kids. It's fro it's, it's frozen themed. So it's for, it's for children. It's basically um, like, it's, it's let it go. The music video, the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good way to describe it um it doesn't go very Matt, i'm fast, curious yeah is, is is there anything in my two-day itinerary for emily's august trip to orlando that you think i might have overlooked well i would have said go to animal kingdom in the morning because i've heard the animals are more awake in the morning than they are in the afternoon um well I don't know about other people, but I know that we did do that with Tommy. Like I've done the safari twice. I've done it in the middle of the day and I've done it first thing in the morning. We So Heather and I did it alone. And then we did it with Tommy this, this past fall, uh, first thing. And uh, the one first thing sucked. We didn't see like anything. Mm. Interesting. Um, so, I don't, I just could have just been me. Like... I could have just had a crappy day. Yeah, it could be random. I mean, I know I've gone to like, I, I went to Disney one time 
I went to, um, when I went in college and I went to the Magic Kingdom, we went on a day that was fine. It didn't rain, it wasn't cold, but it was cloudy the whole day. And there was just, nobody went, nobody went to Magic Kingdom on that day. So like, it can be kind of random like that where we, that was the day I went on like, I went on Splash Mountain like 10 times, Space Mountain mm -hmm. like 10 times. I just, we would go on a ride and then there'd be no line. And we would just go, wanna go on the ride again? And we would just do it <laughs> because for some reason this one day, again, overcast, which is why people didn't come, but it didn't rain. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just like amazing. So like your day-to-day -day experience can be, like if you happen to go yeah, on like can, a crazy busy day, lucky. If you go on a crazy busy day, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we're now we're stuck here all day. That's uh, otherwise like, yeah, doing, doing half days at, at parks is definitely a, a neat way to, to cram in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything exciting you missed. I mean, I, um, I don't think so. Uh, how's, I haven't been, but is Toy Story Land fun? <laughs> oh shoot, I totally forgot about Toy Story Land. That is also in Hollywood Studios um it's new so yeah when i was when i was saying like i was trying to remember because great movie ride shut down but toy story land's open so they have like the slinky dog roller coaster is really silly and fun um the um the toy story mania is like one of my favorite matt and kevin and i did that when we were in california that's like um it's like you're doing a um it's like a, video a bunch game. of little like <laughs> carnival video games um and, and it's all toy story themed that's really fun um, and you can go to like, uh, they, they have a, a, like a Woody's like grilled cheese and cup of tomato soup. That was like a fun little lunch. Um, yeah. Hollywood studios is great. I, I love Hollywood studios. Yeah. I, so um, I, yeah. I did not know this toy story thing existed. I would definitely want to go there. Um, yeah, I do it's have, great. it opened like two years ago. I do have a question. So in sure. my head, I guess I didn't know galaxy's edge was also in Florida. I just thought it was in mm -hmm. LA. So do they try to do the same things at both parks or are the two parks way different? I've gone to both and they're exactly the same. Both, okay. both Galaxy's edges are the same. But like generally oh, yeah. are things. they, like do they have Toy Story Worlds at both parks? Do they have? No, no. that's Florida only. Okay. I, I'd say the only things they, that well, are at both well, parks are, well, most, yeah, I'd say most of the Magic Kingdom is replicated other than uh, the Matterhorn isn't in Disney. Uh, world it's just in Disneyland there's like Mr. Toad's and a few things that didn't make the, the trip to Florida or have since been closed down yeah Mr. Toad um, was in Florida <laughs> yeah so California doesn't have Toy Story Land but it does have what they call Pixar Pier so the whole carnival is Pixar themed okay. so the coast the coaster which was originally called California Screaming is now called the Incredicoaster and it's all like incredible skinned um, the Toy Story Mania is is in California as well. Um, a bunch of the rides aren't jumping to my head right now, but but it's all Pixar themed that whole area. Okay. Yeah, um, and there's a Cars Land uh, that's separate from that, but that's yes. also in okay. Disneyland. That's in Disneyland too. Yeah, so that's that's like all um, Radiator Springs. So the the thing that I told you to go to in Epcot, the Test Track. It's the exact same ride, except it's skinned to look like um, the movie Cars. Yeah, I'll say a lot of the rides are basically the same ride, but maybe theme different. So like the Tower of Terror in Disney World is the same ride essentially as Guardians of the Galaxy in Disneyland. Uh, in fact, they both at one point were uh, the Tower of Terror, but they reskinned the 
California wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's they also made it a more fun ride. I would say it's like really exciting. Yeah, uh, they like uh, changed the physics of it. Do, yes. Do you think how long, how many years until we get MCU land? Oh, it's oh, they're starting. building it in Disneyland. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, there's like Stark Industries is like a whole thing they're building there. Uh, it was under construction. Yeah, they're, doing we were a, they're doing a different. They're doing a different Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Florida. Like, there's a bunch of stuff coming. Okay, but I think Florida isn't getting some of the characters because they're owned by Universal. Uh, Universal. Or like the, so, Universal yeah. Studios has like the East Coast license for, to Marvel rides or something weird like that. So in Disney, mm-hmm. so so I think like Guardians of the Galaxy are outside of that. But like, if you go to Universal in Florida, there is a Spider-Man ride, a Hulk ride. Uh, they have like you can meet Captain America there, so like it's kind of this weird, like you know, back in the '90s or whatever when Disney was uh, or when Marvel was selling the rights to its characters off, <laughs> they uh, so uh, have this pre-existing agreement there. So I think they're going a little crazier in Disneyland because technically, Disney can put whatever Marvel crap they want there. Where in Disney World, they're more restrained. <laughs> right. Um. Okay, that's interesting. The Marvel ownership of things is fascinating to me, um, but that's a different podcast. Um, okay, <laughs> um, one last, well, I have one more thing I wanted to say about my own trip to Disney World when I was seven. These are the things I remember. I remember going to Epcot and I remember having fun. I don't remember specifics. It was around that trip. And I don't know if it started during that trip or if it started beforehand that I developed my deep, deep love of manatees. I remember at one somewhere when we were there, I bought this little manatee set that had earrings and a necklace that I actually have in my bedroom right over there still. Um, I don't know if I've ever worn the manatee earrings, but I do have them. Um, And I remember trying to get all the autographs of all the characters. I made very fast friends. Um, We went because my brother was in band and they like got a trip. And so my parents chaperoned and brought me. Um, And then another one of the parents also brought her daughter and we became fast friends. Um, I think her name was Jessica. My mom is going to be mad at me if I get that wrong. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> and I think we took the bus down with the band in a, sep- in a separate bus than my brother, though. Um, I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, and um, oh, my mom is going to be like, Emily, all of these things. Oh, and I have a box of memorabilia at my house in Ohio. Um, and there's an umbrella that says my name and it's very fancy. And my mom wouldn't let me play it with it as a kid. Wow. Um, um, I, I somewhere here have my autograph books from when I went <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> um, I remember my favorite autograph being uh, the army man from Toy Story. Cause they just had, instead of signing it, they just had like a stamp that just said army man on it. <laughs> and I remember thinking that was such a funny idea, even as like, I don't know, when I was 10 or something. <laughs> Oh, also another memory. Oh, sorry. And another memory I have that my mom will be very upset if I don't mention is I did, there's a picture of me doing the Macarena while we were there. Wow. Uh, My Instagram has a bunch of pictures of me in Disney World. So people can go check out that if they want to see me uh, hang out with Captain Phasma from uh, the new, the sequel Star Wars trilogy. Um, Ryan, you were trying to find something. Did did you find what you were looking for? Oh, I did. But then I realized it wouldn't translate to the podcast audience. Mm. Um, the aforementioned box of crap that my sister gave me has um, our photos from 2001 in it. Um, the, the trip that also 
coincided with the end of my parents' marriage, which is a, um, <laughs> a, a joke that I used to do in my act uh, where I would say something to the effect of, it's a thing that actually happened. My, my dad decided to divorce my mom on our trip to Disney World. Um, so when my wife and I got married on our honeymoon, I took her to Disneyland. So on our eventual trip to Orlando, she would know that that's kind of the cue for, Hey, we're wrapping the mm, shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a family so, tradition. Yeah. Correct. Continue it, uh, with love. Um, so yeah, no, but my yeah. sister, my sister gave it to me. So I found a picture of um, us on Splash Mountain and us on the Tower of Terror, which, um, the, uh, podcast audience just uh, picture me who you also can't see right now um at 14 i should instagram uh there's ryan and i have pictures of us on roller coaster rides in disneyland that uh yeah because we bought like the photo pass to like get them all <laughs> so we I, i'll just share some of those on our instagram page um yeah there's some really good ones in there uh at any rate uh ryan we were wrapping up this topic uh do you have cool. anything else you um need to get out there get off your chest about Disney World <laughs> uh no I mean I I like I had said before you know the only kind of like pushback I've ever gotten from people is like oh it's so commercial and you know this that and the other thing and it's just like everything's overpriced and blah 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 and my answer is come on like it's just it's fun to kind of escape and release and be a kid and just go and have it like that and I said like going as an adult with adult money and getting to run around like a goofball and be a kid like it's just fun um so if you don't like fun uh we won't get along yeah i'd say i'd say to 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 add on to that like i don't know that disney going to disney seems very in my personality for people who know me like uh (laughs) um in my general stance about how i feel about i don't know like corporations or originality or lots of other things, lots of reasons people might dislike Disney. But when I go to Disney, it's sort of like, fuck it, fuck, fuck it. It's fun. You can just enjoy yourself. <laughs> um, don't worry so much about that. And I'm, and like, uh, I say give in to the mouse. It's fine. <laughs> as long as you don't become an obsessed weirdo, like my uh, former neighbors, when I, uh, when I was growing up, they got they They were so into Disney. They'd go every, uh, at least once a year. And their house, the interior was decorated with like all Disney stuff. Like I remember very vividly that the the post, the, the bed posts on their the parents' bed, not the kid, the parents' bed were like little Mickey Mouse, like three-dimensional, like the circle and the ears. And I was like, that, your parents sleep in a Mickey Mouse bed. <laughs> uh, so as long as you're not a freaky weirdo like that, Disney Disney is great. <laughs> and I guess in closing, um, I would like to take this opportunity. Emily, Matt and I have discussed returning to Disney at some point. So I am formally inviting you to tag along on on the trip to Disney if and when you have availability and whenever we decide to go, which with COVID might not be for a number of years, but you would be more than welcome. I would love to show you Disney. Well, I'm honored. I will accept your invitation. once the vaccines have been put into my arms. Um, <laughs> Which sounds like it's in two weeks for you, but we'll wait even longer than that for, uh, yeah. <laughs> for us to go. Well, technically it's like a week and a half from now. And then I have to wait 22 days because I've already made my second dose appointment. And, and then, then I have to wait for it to kick in, which is a few more weeks after that. Mm-hmm. But then takes, also then yeah. everyone else in the world, we need to read it, reach a minimum number of like uh, people vaccinated. So there's like er- herd immunity. And then mm-hmm. I will happily go 
to Disney World <laughs> with you. Sounds good. Lovely. Uh, well, thank you, Ryan, for that wonderful topic. Topic complete. Um, <laughs> topic done. Very welcome. <laughs> that um, was a fun topic. Thank you so much. Yes. You're and so for the invite, which I'm truly honored. Yes. Um, Ryan, uh, do you have anything you'd like to uh, plug or promote or, or, or anything like that? Um, I would. Uh, you can follow. Um, I have an Instagram account. It is at uh, butts for hands. Um, B-U-T-T-S-F-O-R-H-A-N-D-S, butts for hands. And that is uh, what I do on there is um, I like to recreate um, old um, out of print t-shirt designs from like the 70s, 80s and 90s, um, which may or may not be skirting the lines of intellectual property rights. But it's, uh, it's, it's a fun excuse for me to do art and doodle and actually one of my stickers on the back of my phone is uh, is an old haunted mansion design that I did. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. So, yeah. I just um, I actually since my daughter was born in November, I haven't been super on top of it, but I will be getting back to it. And um, follow me. It's it's fun times. There's lots of cool old pop culture stuff that I tap into. I will say I'm not sure that you plugged uh, haunted mansion earlier, but that's a fun little silly ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i did not I, I i i forgot but that is um that is a good time especially if you go for um mickey's not so scary halloween party in october their um halloween celebration i we when we went to disneyland it was yeah it was the, it was themed to the nightmare before christmas and i thought it was so cool yeah <laughs> it was awesome um, um i just want to announce that i have followed butts for hands well, on instagram well um uh, Emily has accepted that invite as well. <laughs> Definitely, uh, I did the inviting because I, I have I have followed. He invited you to follow, and you accepted that's true. that invitation. That's true. Uh, Emily, do you have anything you'd like to plug? When this comes this out come on this coming Thursday, the fourteenth, the day after my brother's birthday. Happy we'll brother! Happy Brother's birthday, Day, to my birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to say. Um, well, you know, I'm going to save a plug for you and I'll tag along on that one. But um, on January 25th, my improv team, we just met, has a Zoom improv show. If you are interested in watching, email the pod and I'll put you on the guest list. Wow. Um, yeah, do you have anything you want to plug? Well, uh, I will say that I've recently put out my, a new sketch. Uh, it is called um, Any Beer served light i forgot what it's called <laughs> yeah it's any beer served light i got it right i got it right um it was a title that i i didn't decide on it till like the night before i put it out um this sketch uh is on my youtube channel um you can find that by going to youtube.com slash matthew aramondo my full name <laughs> or just by searching for me or by going onto our facebook page and uh, one Emily Riggins, my, the co-host here, uh, is, is in that sketch. Um, I know people have been clamoring for, for Emily to be in one of my sketches. Uh, she was in this one. <laughs> I will say I've been in others. Just my voice, but you, I have Weren't you the, vo the voice of a teabag? I was the voice of a teabag. Uh, you both were voices of two different teabags in uh, my other sketch, Steeped to Death, uh, which you can also check out on my YouTube channel. Um, that came out around Halloween, so I'm not plugging that right now. But make sure to check out any beer served light. <laughs> and uh, please like and subscribe. Wow. Wow. 
and I guess that's it. Um, uh, Ryan, thank, thank you, you for again having me. for being yes, here. Ryan, thank you. Um, been really meaning fun. to have you for a long time, and it took uh, a pandemic for <laughs> for us to start doing these like Zoom um, Zoom episodes with guests. Um, well, I was honored to do a pandemic episode. Wow. Uh, so before we go, please make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at TBD Podcast. Send any emails you want to us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt Emily.